The Lord Jesus had 12 original disciples, but those men were just the first of many more followers of Christ. They are an example for us to learn from and a reminder that God works in ordinary people. Are you a true follower of Jesus Christ? Let's study the 12 with Scott Pauley today and find truth that will help us all to follow more closely to Christ. The last time we began our study on the 12 disciples, we discovered that the first call of Christ to his disciples was not a call to go do something. The first call was to come to Christ. He's drawing all of us closer and closer to himself. Well, if the first call was to come to him, the first job was just to be with him. We're in Mark chapter 3, verse 13. The Bible says, And he goeth up into a mountain, and calleth unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. And he ordained twelve that they should be with him. Do you hear the little preposition? There was a preposition in verse 13, unto him. Now there's another one in verse 14, with him. And that he might send them forth to preach. We have this tendency to jump straight to the last part of that verse. The disciples were the ones sent forth. They were the ones who were preaching. No, no, not first. Before they were ever sent forth, they just had to be with him. Before they ever preached for him, they had to spend time with him. In fact, have you ever pondered the difference between the word disciple and the word apostle? The word disciple literally means a learner, a follower. It is the idea of being a student. The word apostle means a sent one. Now, these disciples are going to become apostles, but there's a beautiful progression of truth, and there's a beautiful progression in life. You don't begin by doing. You begin with being. You don't begin with going. You begin with coming. So the Lord Jesus says, if you're ever going to be used of me, if you're ever going to be the people I want you to be, you're going to have to just spend time with me. There's a great deal of talk today about discipleship, making disciples. Could I just simply point out that Jesus did not make disciples from a distance, (laughs) that it was not simply through the giving of public sermons or group lectures that developed these disciples, but rather he brought them up close to himself. They spent time with him. The apostle Paul would do the same thing with Timothy. You remember he took Timothy that he might be with him on the road. Now, eventually Timothy will be sent to a place to pastor. He'll be sent out to preach, but not first. No, first, he has to spend time with the teacher. And where did Paul learn such a pattern? He took it from the life and ministry of the great teacher, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why one of the, the names that our Lord is called through the gospel records from time to time was rabbi, which literally meant teacher. Our Lord was a teacher, and he did more than teach uh, lectures. He did more than just give information and facts to his followers. Instead, he literally spent time with them and allowed them to spend time with him. There's an old adage that says that more is caught than is taught. Uh, that's true. And there's a great 
sense in which the, the message that is given through your life is even stronger than the one given through your lips, and they should match, and they did perfectly in the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're thinking about the 12, the first step was that they had to come to him. Do you see that? The second step was that they had to commune with him. That's really what this is all about. They came to commune with him, to talk to him and allow him to talk to them. May I say to you, if you're going to be a true follower of Jesus Christ, first you must come to him. That means you must be saved. Make very sure you have a personal relationship with God. But then it must go beyond simply having a relationship. It must go to fellowship. There must be time spent with him. Sometimes when we talk about being a Christian, immediately we go back and we talk about the day we got saved. But that wasn't the end, friend. That's just the beginning. Let's talk about today for a moment. Have you today talked to God? Have you today allowed the Lord to talk to you? When was the last time you communed with him? You know, we use the word communication a great deal today. Uh, the, the root word here is to commune. That's more than just head level. That's heart level. That's more than just getting information, learning knowledge. No, this is, this is coming to have your heart knit with someone. When was the last time you truly communed with God? When was the last time you had such intimate fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ that his heart became your heart? You see, it is in the presence of Christ that we are changed, and then it is coming out of the presence of Christ uh, that we are used to make a difference in this world. Do you remember in the book of Acts, they, they took knowledge of these original disciples that they had been with Jesus? I wonder, would anyone say of me and of you today, I think that man's been with Jesus. I think that woman's been with Jesus. I think they have been in the presence of the holy God. This is what a true disciple must do. He or she must learn to commune. You see, the presence of Christ gives us purpose. We, we have no reason to go until we've been with him. We don't know what to say. We have no message to give. We can't help anyone. Jesus said, without me, ye can do nothing. So it's only as we spend time in his presence that real purpose comes. In fact, if you want to know how to answer questions, how to deal with people, what to say, you must begin by simply spending time with the Lord. And the most amazing thing is that as you spend time with him, God will put in you what he wants to flow through you. So his presence gives you purpose. His presence also gives you power, just being with him. And you see, the greatest thing that we get when we're with the Lord is not something. The greatest thing we get is him. We just get the Lord. We get his fullness, his spirit. That's why in the very next verse, the Bible says, not only is he going to send them forth to preach and to have power, to heal sicknesses, and to cast out devils. Notice the divine order, the power, and the preaching both grew out of the presence. They had simply been with Jesus. This is so simple, so basic, and yet I think, I fear that too often we've missed it. This is God's greatest desire for mankind. Would you like to know what God wants for men? God wants to be with us, and he wants us to be with him. For example, why do you think God made a garden, called it Eden, put Adam and Eve there, and then each day came walking through that garden in the cool of the day? Why do you think he gave the children of Israel a tabernacle in the wilderness? Why do you think he he's created this temple in Jerusalem? Why do you think 
Our Lord Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us. Why do you think when people get saved, the Lord sends the Holy Spirit to abide with us forever? It's a revelation of God's great heart. And and what is heaven going to be? God himself shall be with them and be their God. It's the exact same wording that's found at the end of Christ's ministry. Now, Mark 3, we're at the beginning. But like bookends on his life and ministry and his time with the disciples, if you go to John chapter 17 and hear the closing high priestly prayer of Jesus for the disciples, listen to his prayer. John 17, 24, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am. Jesus always gets his prayer answered. He will get this prayer answered. Someday very soon, all the disciples will gather with the master. Someday very soon, all the students will be with the teacher. Someday very soon, we'll all be with him in heaven. But oh, here's the great truth today. You don't have to wait till then to be with him. No, he's with you today, and he wants you to spend time with him. Would you set aside some time today just to commune with Jesus? Simply talk to him. Allow him through his word to talk to you. And through that communion and time with Christ, you will have the power you need to serve, and you will have a message that others need to hear. Thank you for joining us today as we looked into God's Word. It is our prayer that you will follow Christ and lead others to Him. Our world is desperate for truth and hope. Scott Pauley has written a new booklet on the need of our nation that addresses what believers can and should be doing at this time. Order your copy now at enjoyingthejourney.org. We'd love to hear from you and look forward to studying with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey.